Hello, and welcome back to the Little Ray of Health podcast. I am your host and hormone health bestie, Emily Ray. I'm a certified holistic health coach, and I help women balance their hormones naturally using food as medicine. Y'all, it has been a hot minute since I've sit down, sit down, sat down to record and upload a podcast. Life has just been real crazy, and I wish I could say I was that organized girly that batched her content and had podcasts ready to go for you to listen to while the moving situation was happening. But you know what? It just didn't happen. So I'm sorry. We are back. I'm going to warn you now, this episode is going to be very random. It's going to be a lot of me talking. So weird. I actually tried to record this episode probably five times at this point and I just ramble and then I don't like it. So I delete the whole thing. But we're not deleting anymore. So this episode's going to be random. I will talk about some hormone health stuff. I'll answer some questions from Instagram, but it's just going to be like a chatty catch-up Q&A life update situation. I rarely drink, but I'm drinking a glass of organic red wine and we're just going to have a good time. Also, can we get a moment of appreciation for my new podcast mic and the sound quality? Y'all, doesn't it sound like we're just two besties hanging out in a room together? I got a new mic. The old one, you know the situation. I had to record. The sound quality was so bad. I would have to record sitting at my desk under a blanket. So a blanket over my head, over the mic, over my laptop. It was hot and sweaty and humid and not fun. So I picked up this mic at Best Buy last weekend and I'm obsessed with it. If you're looking into getting into podcasting, highly recommend this mic. This is the Shure, S-H-U-R-E, MV7. And come on, listen to it. I'm literally just in the middle of our apartment right now, a big open room, sitting at the kitchen table, and it sounds like butter. Okay, so where have I been? Where the heck have I been for these past three weeks, MIA on podcast? I've still been on Instagram, but I have gotten some DMs of like, hey, what's up with the podcast? Am I missing the episodes? Like, what's happening? And I was like, yeah, no, you're not missing anything. I just, you know, I haven't recorded and uploaded. We moved. So we're in the process. We're under contract uh, in the process of selling our condo right now and moving into an apartment in the meantime just for a lot of reasons. One, we also have a home in Reno. So in Nevada, it's about four hours from here. It's close to Lake Tahoe. I love it so much. I think it's probably where we're going to have kids in a couple years and raise them for a few years and just see what happens. I really love it there. Now, Daniel, he has a business here in San Jose. He has a, well, it's in Santa Clara, but a brick and mortar business. Uh, He's in the automotive industry and he just signed a five-year lease on a new building. Super excited for him. This was a big move. This building is twice the size. He was really busting at the seams at his old shop. So this has been a really exciting time. But we just decided to downsize our living situation, get rid of one mortgage, you know, and I'm loving the apartment life. We were 35 minutes away from Daniel's old shop and we are now one minute from his new, from his new shop. So that's real nice. I mean, I work from home, so I'm fine anywhere, but I love the apartment life. Like we have a rooftop pool and a gym and it's just really nice. So I'm enjoying it. Some other life update things. I am speaking at a conference next week. Like I'm not speaking on the main stage. It's like a little breakout session. But this is probably the biggest thing that's ever happened to me besides being on. When I went on The Spillover, I don't know if you guys have listened. I was on um, a podcast. It's called The Spillover, hosted by Alex Clark. And I was 
on there on January and January. And I'm sure some of you listening found me from that podcast. I think I gained like 15 or 20,000 followers after I went on her podcast. It was a dream come true. Truly, it, it didn't even feel real. Like they flew me out to Arizona. It was this whole thing. I had the worst imposter syndrome. You can hear if you listen to the beginning of the podcast, my voice is shaking. I was nervous. It was also video. So it was recorded. I was just freaking out, but it went so well. And so I've, so many of you have found me from that. So it really was a dream come true. And next week I am actually speaking at an event called the Young Women's Leadership Summit. YWLS, it's an event hosted by Turning Point USA. And I will be speaking in like in a breakout session. I'll be speaking on a panel with a couple other women and it's going to be kind of moderated by Alex and it is called anti-woke wellness. And we're just going to be talking about holistic wellness and holistic health and women's female hormones, fertility, menstrual cycles, um, food, just nutrition, so many different things. I even thinking about it right now, it like kind of, I was crying earlier about it because we, they just sent out the email announcing this little breakout session. And I read my name on the email and I couldn't even, I'm going to cry right now. I couldn't believe it. Like sometimes, wow, we're just getting one sip of wine and this is what happens. But I've been doing this now for seven years and really had major success in the past two or three years where I've been able to really grow my audience and reach so many women and change so many lives, which is why I started doing this. Um, and in fact, I got a DM the other day. I want to read it because again, I was just like sobbing in the middle of a movie theater as I was reading this before our movie started. Um, and here's what the DM said. And it says, hi, Emily, totally random, but I had to reach out and share this story with you. I'm a health coach at a functional medicine clinic. And the other day we had a woman come in who said she had done some courses of her own. Out of curiosity, I asked her what she took. She said the Balance Bay blueprint and we instantly bonded over being huge Emily fans. She couldn't believe I knew who she was talking about. It was so cool sharing this because I feel like if I was putting out the work like you do, I'd want to know that it was making an impact. This experience with a total stranger was 100% proof that you are impacting women everywhere. And I just thought this was too awesome not to share for, not to share with you. Thank you so much for all you do. I read that and it almost didn't even compute because like I said, I work out of my home or apartment or wherever. I don't get to meet y'all. I wish, I want nothing more than to meet every single one of you and give you a hug and meet you in real life. Like it is my dream to host an event one day and have y'all come out, whether it's like a retreat or a conference or just one big balance, bla balance babe slumber party, like a little ray of health slumber party. I just want to meet all of you. And so when I got that DM, it just hit me that like uh, it's all happening. Like I prayed for years for what I'm living now. And it's just, it's just been crazy. So fast forward to today, I get that email and I read my name and it's just surreal. I, I don't take this for granted, not for one second. I am obsessed with what I do. I hope you can hear it. And every single one of you listening, every single one of you in this community, like I love you. Just know that and know that I truly do mean it. Um, there was somewhere else I was going with that. Oh, okay. So another crazy story. 
So this event, YWLS, I get that email today. And at the bottom of the email, there's two cute pictures from last year's event. And one is like four girls smiling. And the other picture is a stage with like kind of confetti flying down and women standing up against a stage. And I think there was some smoke in there. And I was like, that looks familiar. That looks really familiar. So I lock and I unlock my phone screen or I lock and then I look at my background on my phone screen because I made this like vision board uh, in February, January or February, I made this vision board and I put on a picture of like a live event, like a stage with confetti and smoke cannons and this crazy thing. And I almost fell to my knees when I realized that the picture at the bottom of that email of the event that I'm going to looks exactly like the picture on my vision board, which is insane. It's insane. I just make vision boards, guys. They work. Um, But anyways, yeah, I told you this was going to be kind of a rambly, a rambly podcast. Oh, another thing about the movies. So me and Daniel go to the movies. We saw Guardians of the Galaxy and it was really good. We were in line. Daniel was getting popcorn. The movie theater that we go to, God bless them, they use non-GMO corn for their popcorn and they pop it in coconut oil and then they use real butter. Like how insane is that? It's like unheard of nowadays. It's this really small local theater. But we're getting popcorn and then this place, yes, they have good popcorn, but they still have an icy machine. And there were kids getting ICs, like three kids getting 16 ounce ICs. I'm not talking about like when you go to 7-Eleven and you get like a little baby Slurpee. These were like 16 ounce ICs. And I took a picture of the icy machine and immediately Daniel knows what I'm going to do. Anytime I take a picture of something like that, like when we go to Home Depot and I pass like at the checkout counter, there's just Twizzlers and Sour Patch Kids and Doritos and Snickers bars and Mountain Dew. And every time I take a picture, he goes, you're going to post it, aren't you? And I go, of course I am. So I take a picture of this icy machine and I ended up deleting this story because it was a little, it was a little spicy. Okay. It was a little, not controversial. I don't think it's controversial, but it could have been interpreted as like mean or judgy. And that's not really who I am. I kind of posted it as a joke, but I posted a picture of the icy machine and I said, unpopular opinion, but if you give these to your kids, if you buy ICs for your kids, you don't actually love them. And I know that sounds really aggressive and maybe off base and maybe out of pocket because I don't yet have children. But I can tell you right now with 100% certainty that my children will never drink an icy. Like the only thing with any potential nutritional value in an icy is the ice, like the water and the ice. Other than that, I think I took up, like I think I looked up the ingredients and it's basically like polysorbate 20 food dyes artificial flavors and high fructose corn syrup. So what's the point of giving this to kids? And I've also said before and gotten a lot of flack for it that my children, my future children, will never order off the kids menu. Like I'm not ordering them food off the kids menu unless, unless it is a smaller version of an adult meal, right? That in my opinion is the only acceptable thing. Like I don't believe in kids' menus the same way that I don't believe in breakfast foods. Like this idea that breakfast is different than any other meal 
is wild. Like I probably one of the most asked questions that I get in questions box or DMs or anything like that is, can you give me good breakfast ideas that don't include eggs or eggs give a lot of people the ick lately. They give me the ick. I haven't eaten them in years, but in breakfast, I definitely can handle egg yolks. So aioli is safe. Thank God. But I haven't eaten eggs in a while. So I'm just like, yeah, I have some breakfast ideas. It literally anything. What you ate for dinner last night, eat the leftovers for breakfast. Eat anything. Like we shouldn't need breakfast ideas. So yeah, I don't believe in kids menus the same way I don't believe in breakfast foods. Like why are kids, which are growing humans, which arguably might need more nutritionally dense foods than your average adult, why are we feeding them worse foods than we're eating? like chicken tenders, mac and cheese, grilled cheese. These don't, I mean, chicken tenders might have some protein, but they're going to have a lot of other things. And most likely if you're going to a restaurant and they have a kid's menu, it's boxed things. It's frozen things. They're not making homemade mac and cheese when the rest of their menu is like nothing with those ingredients. So it's just, it's just really crazy to me. And the messages that I'll get are like, wait till you have kids. Like, my, they're so picky. It's all they'll eat. And one, just a fun fact, pickiness in children is linked to zinc deficiency. So look into that one. Do with that what you will. But there's that about pickiness. And in regards to the moms that say, well, it's all they'll eat. And I have a question. And this is, a, it's an honest one, right? What if? your kids had never tried those foods because they had to have tried them before to know that they would rather have mac and cheese over like steak and broccoli. But also, I mean, steak is delicious. Like steak and potatoes are delicious. So I don't know. It's, it's just crazy to me because these are hyper palatable foods for the most part that we give children, right? French fries and chicken tenders, high fat, high carb, salt content is through the roof, I'm sure. And yeah, it's meant to taste good and to be addicting and to stimulate our taste buds. So of course, a child is going to choose that if you give them the choice. Anyways, that is my tangent about ICs and kids menus and children. That's another thing though that's been on my mind Wow, you guys, we're just we're just hanging out today, listening to my honest thoughts. I and this is partly because of the algorithm, I'm sure, but I keep seeing baby videos, new mom videos, birth videos, family videos, and my ovaries are screaming. Like I see and I want to have a natural, unmedicated, mostly unassisted home birth. That is my dream if everything goes to the plan, you know what I mean? God's plan, whatever. I I will have a unassisted, unmedicated, natural home birth. I can't wait. Like this is something that I am so excited for. And as someone who was terrified of childbirth for the longest time, the longest time I was like, that is so scary. It scared the living daylights out of me to think about. Um, and I ha- probably had a traumatic birth. I was four weeks early. I had underdeveloped lung tissue. So they had to pump my mom with steroids. They put her on a magnesium drip to slow down the labor. And then I was breech. So I was a C-section. So a lot of crazy stuff happened during my birth, which maybe that's part of the reason why birth scared me for so long. But with so many friends 
in the birth business. Um, no, I don't know if you guys have heard of pain-free birth on Instagram, Karen, she's incredible. She's actually speaking on the panel with me next week. She's incredible. I highly recommend following her. She watching her videos and talking to her in real life. I told her, I go, you make me excited to have like an unmedicated home birth and my best friend's a doula. So there's that too. So it's just been around me and it's just something that I'm all about getting back to the basics, right? And getting back to the way that we are supposed to be doing things, whether it's eating or living. I mean, I know I say that as I'm talking to a podcast and I have an iPhone and I'm drinking a glass of wine, but balance. But I am someone that really believes in getting back to the basics. And I think that we must do this thing that our bodies are designed to do. I think giving birth unmedicated and I, I, I hate when people say a natural birth because like birth is natural and I don't want to like judge anyone. I'm not here to judge your, like I said, I had a birth, like my best friend who's a doula, she had a hospital birth and a home birth. So like, I'm not hating on anyone. I think everyone should do what's right for them, but I'm just saying this is what I want to do. And I'm very excited for it. I am just so excited to do basically the main freaking thing that my body was designed to do. I'm excited to experience it. Like I'm, I know I'm going to be fine. I know that it is possible to have a pain-free birth and to enjoy it and to have a good experience and to not be scared. I think the whole hospital system is designed to make us scared. There's so many interventions and hospitals aren't even a fun place to begin with. Not to mention giving birth, laying on your back is basically going against gravity. C-sections are a business. Highly recommend two documentaries. The Business of Being Born, and it's a lot of it's about how C-sections are a business and how they're basically done. One, they make money because it's a surgery. Two, it's more convenient for the doctor. But yeah, The Business of Being Born and The Business of Birth Control, both incredible, life-changing documentaries. The Business of Birth Control, I mean, I thought I knew it all. You know, not that I know it all, but I've done so much research on birth control. But one thing I haven't done is heard stories like really, really horrible stories about women who women whose lives have been ruined or just messed up from birth control, not to mention the young women that have died. There are parents that speak in the documentary about their daughters who had, you know, a blood clot and then a brain aneurysm and then they died. And yeah, birth control is labeled as a carcinogen, like all of these things. And this is why I'm so, so excited to speak on a stage to a crowd of women about this topic. Like, this is what I was made to do. I know, I'm gonna cry again. I really do know that this is why I'm here, is to help women, to be here talking to you. You guys, I really thought this episode was gonna suck. <laughs> like, I tried to record it five different times and it never went to this point. So maybe that's why I was supposed to try it a sixth time. But this is... I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I know this is God's plan for me. I know I'm on the right path. I know. I just know. And it is the craziest feeling because for so long, I didn't trust the plan. And I forced things. And I tried to do it other people's way. And 
Now I'm here and I realize that everything had to happen exactly as it happened. I had to go through hell on birth control. I had to go through my health struggles. I had to live through all of that so that I would be here talking to you. Like I would do it a hundred times over again to be here. Woo. Okay. Okay. I'm going to reel it in and we're going to move on to a different topic. So I told you guys we moved into an apartment and it was mm, chaos for the first 10 days, which is why I haven't uploaded an episode for like three weeks. It was chaos. We had kitchen furniture, living room TV, that stuff, but we did not have bedroom furniture for 10 days. So we were living like straight up frat boys. Okay. No bed frame, no headboard, mattress on the floor, no nightstands. Our lamps were on the floor. Everything that should be in my nightstand was on the floor. So like I would plug my phone in and just write on the ground. We had no dressers for the first 10 days. So all of our clothes were in boxes just strewn about everywhere. It was wild. Um, we're all settled in now. And I'm, I'm so happy with the way that I set up our bedroom. It is so calm and neutral. And I know there's the whole thing on TikTok right now, like sad beige people make fun of it. Like we're not a communist country. Like why is it so boring? Listen. I just want my bedroom to feel calming. I don't want any, anything stimulating, if that makes sense. Like I go about my day and there are so many things that get my attention, need my attention, distract me constantly. When I go into my bedroom, I just want to feel like there's nothing, like essentially there's nothing to pay attention to, which I know that sounds really weird, but I love our bed. It's like a gray brown wood. We have a linen, excuse me a linen comforter, which this is a whole other topic that I could go off about. We switched to linen sheets and a linen comforter. Um, I will link my friend's podcast below. My friend, Abby, who just had a breach home birth. Round of applause for Abby. She's so, she just inspires me so much. I love her. And we actually recorded a podcast together when she was pregnant, talking about her like rogue pregnancy and how she ate raw fish and didn't take prenatals and didn't like I love her so much and she's everything I aspire to be as an expecting mom and a new mom. So yes, linen bed sheets and comforters. Linen is the highest frequency fabric, which you might think this is woo woo, but this is actually measurable. Um, it, I think it oscillates or vibrates or whatever at 5,000 Hertz is the frequency of linen. And People like there's testimonials of people saying like, I've never slept better when I started sleeping in my linen sheets and comforters. So I was like, all right, I got to do this. And I already had organic sheets in an organic comforter. I got them from West Elm. I love West Elm so much. It's where actually we buy all of our furniture from for the most part. They are pretty low tox. So there's no VOCs. There's no flame retardants in their furniture organic bedding and they're amazing. They're actually a company. They're related to Pottery Barn, I think, or Crate and Barrel. They're one of those sister companies. But anyways, I will link Abby's podcast below. She did a whole podcast talking about the frequencies of fabrics, which that's another question I get often of like, have you heard that Lululemon has PFAS in their leggings? And if you're not, if you've never heard of PFAS, you're like, what on earth? It's like perfluorinated something I can't pronounce. But they're also known as forever chemicals, which doesn't that sound fun? And forever chemicals essentially are chemicals that uh, stay in your body forever. You cannot detox from them, which is a scary thought. 
but our bodies are so resilient and they really can handle so much, which is why I talk about, you know, living a mostly non-toxic or low-tox life so that your body can handle the other insults and the other inflammation coming at them. Anyways, yeah, I haven't worn Lululemon leggings since I read that. There's a company, I can also link them below, and I'm sure Abby talks about them in her podcast, but it's Pact, P-A-C-T. You've probably seen their like bras or camis or underwear or socks at Whole Foods, but they're 100% cotton. So that's really what you want to look for is cotton clothing whenever possible. Now I say that as I'm wearing like Target workout shorts, which are probably polyester. And if you don't know exactly what polyester is, polyester is essentially plastic. And we do know that plastics contain xenoestrogens, which are estrogen mimicking chemicals. So they mimic the effects of estrogen in the body. So anything plastic, right? Plastic Tupperware, water bottle, plastic toys for children, plastic polyester clothing, bedding, sheets, all of that kind of stuff. So it's just important to be aware. I never, once again, I will say I never want to shame you, make you feel scared of everything because yeah, there's toxic things in our environment every single day. But guess what? We're still out here living. Okay. I still get my hair done. I get my nails done, but I drink filtered water and I eat grass fed beef and I have linen sheets and I filter my shower water and I do all of these other things. I do coffee enemas. I do parasite detoxes, which that's another one that I get asked about a lot is how do I parasite cleanse? Do we all have parasites? What are the symptoms? What do I do? Oh my gosh, this is so freaky. And it is freaky. I will tell my whole parasite journey on a full podcast episode because it deserves a full podcast episode. Um, I'll give you a little rundown though right now since we're all just hanging out here. Um, but TMI warning because parasites are, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone kind of understands what they are, but just a little background. Here's a little test. Okay. To see if you have parasites, I want you to put your two fingers on, you know, how to check your pulse, put it on your neck. If you have a pulse, you have parasites. Um, no, but, but really it's not to freak you out. Like I said, everyone has them and it's okay. And it's just a total misconception that the only way you can get them is from a third world country, drinking dirty water. It's not true at all. I mean, you can get them from undercooked meat. You can cook them, get them from fish that's not stored properly. Undercooked fish, obviously sushi, fruits and vegetables that aren't washed properly. If you let a dog lick your face, that's a big one. Walking barefoot. There's just so many different ways to get them. And don't freak out because you can cleanse. Like that's a thing. Like I said, I'll dive into all of that in a whole other episode because I know I'm going to get questions. But my journey started last January. So about a year and a half ago. Wow. It's been that long. A year and a half ago. And I will say that it was the worst two weeks of my life. That sounds very dramatic. But my story's a little different. Like I kind of, I must have always had a lot of parasites. So I probably have some mold issues and underlying Lyme stuff. But anyways, I probably had them and they were just chilling, just undisturbed, just chilling, right? And I, some something woke them up, okay? Something woke them up. All of a sudden, one day I developed mad insomnia, 
terrible insomnia. Um, I was anxious. I was depressed. And before that, a couple of the symptoms I had were like really, and this is, I'm really exposing myself here, but childlike tantrums, like spiraling anxiety meltdowns that never felt like me. Like every time it happened, I'd be like, this is not me. This is not who I am. I don't understand what's happening. Um, And that kind of went on for a couple years. Those were really the main symptoms I had, which I would attribute to the parasites. Emotional symptoms are huge. They affect your liver. It's a whole, it's a whole body thing. Traditional Chinese medicine does a really good way of describing it, connecting emotions. But yeah, so all of a sudden I developed really bad insomnia. I wasn't sleeping. I was maybe getting two to three hours of sleep a night. So you can imagine two weeks of that. I was so anxious, so depressed. I tried to break up with Daniel. I like moved out of our house because I looked at our bed and all I could think of was like the insomnia. And so I like literally moved back into my parents' guest bedroom temporarily. And Daniel was the one that brought it up. He was like, I think you should do a parasite cleanse. Like what if it's parasites? And at the time I had, I had really no knowledge about parasites. I had not gone down that rabbit hole, rabbit hole. I didn't research them, but it, I was like, my symptoms are so weird that maybe it is. Maybe it is. I have nothing to lose. So I went on the internet. I found like kind of a DIY parasite cleanse from Organic Olivia. She has one on her website. You can get the ingredients. You can get everything for it at Whole Foods. So I did that. I started it on a Tuesday. The next morning I passed a parasite. And I'm not going to tell you guys how you understand how that works. I passed a parasite and I was like, oh my God this is it. This, it, could this really be it? So that's when I went down the rabbit hole. I looked up every article I could find. I watched every YouTube video. I read multiple books on parasites. I became obsessed and I spent the better part of last year parasite cleansing on and off. You guys, I was a parasite, like a five-star all-inclusive resort for these things. I don't understand. So it was really crazy to me as someone who felt and looked very healthy. I didn't really have any digestive uh, digestive issues, digestive symptoms, no bloating, nothing like that. It was mainly emotional symptoms. And so it was just so wild to me that it was parasites. And I know it was that because after cleansing on and off for the better part of last year and even now I'll cleanse for like a week every few months just because I still enjoy sushi. I eat beef tartare. I eat raw stuff. Like I just cleanse. And here's the thing, you guys. If we deworm our dogs, our cats, our horses, pigs, animals, why the heck aren't we deworming ourselves? We're the ones eating crazier stuff than animals, raw fish, raw meat, touching crazy things. Like it just makes sense when you think about it. But since then, like I'm a different person. Like I'm a different human than I was a year and a half ago. And obviously you guys never saw that side of me. My like anxiety spirals, panic attacks, insomnia. I didn't share that, but I was going through it behind the scenes. And since then, obviously I'm, I'm in therapy also because I think, you know, there is an emotional component that I love therapy. My therapist has changed my life. I love her so much. But I just looking back, I can see a dramatic reduction in any of those emotional symptoms. Like I said, like I'm a different person. Like I don't know who that was, but she was not me 
I call those were the wormies. Those were little <laughs> parasites. Anyways, that's my parasite story. But I mean, parasite symptoms, there's so many. And I would suggest tracking if you have like weird symptoms, insomnia, um, like your increased heart rate, moodiness, anxiety, track it because parasites are actually more active during the full moon. And there is data that backs this up. It's really crazy. So I used to think, and here's another weird link, right? Parasites are active with the moon, with moon cycles. Guess what else is active with moon cycles? Our menstrual cycle, our period. So like all of these symptoms can be so intertwined. It's crazy. So for a lot of the time, I thought it was my period, like maybe my period causing some symptoms, but my hormones are perfect. Like not to brag, but I mean, it is what I do for a living. They're perfect. My thyroid hormones, estrogen, everything's totally good. So I didn't understand. Um, and so I realized it was, it was my little wormy friends. So like I said, I'll do a full episode on what I did, how I cleansed, how long I cleansed, what else I did, because I did coffee enemas. I did colonics. I did everything. You guys, I threw the book at these guys. Um, and I won and I won and I am so happy that I discovered parasite cleansing. I can't believe I never knew about it, but I'm here sharing it with you in case you've never heard about it. Maybe do a little Google search, look things. I mean, don't, okay, don't Google search. There's a couple really good accounts that share about it. Definitely don't Google search it. That was bad advice. But yeah, the cleanse I did was from Organic Olivia and she now sells her own like parasite cleanse supplements. Soul CBD has a gut, uh, gut hero supplement that has wormwood and a lot of good parasite killing herbs and gut supportive herbs. So there's a lot of supplements out there. It doesn't need to be a whole crazy thing, but there are steps that you need to take. You need to open your drainage pathways, which that's another thing that sounds really complicated and it's, it's not at all. I mean, opening your drainage pathways means making sure your lymph is flowing so you can do dry brushing. You want to make sure you're sweating daily if you can, going to the bathroom daily, pooping daily, like all of these things. It's it's not super complicated, but there is a little checklist that you should check off before you do one of these cleanses. Otherwise, it can honestly go catastrophically wrong. You can have horrible side effects. It's called a Herx reaction and you can actually feel worse. Okay, so I just want to get to a couple other things before I wrap up this very random comeback episode. I hope you enjoy it because uh, to be honest, these are the kinds of episodes that I really enjoy listening to. Um, Like I also love watching vlogs on YouTube and the most boring ones that like really have no structure are kind of my favorite to watch. But anyways, I wanted to answer a few questions I've been getting a lot lately. I think as summer approaches, I get these questions more. The frequency ramps up. Cellulite. Let's talk about cellulite. Now, cellulite is mostly what it is, is stagnant lymph. So you have like a buildup of toxins. It's usually excess estrogen, but obviously there's a lot of different kinds of toxins and excess hormones and stagnant lymph. So your lymph isn't flowing, your blood's not flowing, you're not getting enough circulation. And then you have this buildup of toxins, which as we know, toxins are stored in our fat. And so often, this is the hard thing when when some people lose weight, they actually go through like a flu almost. And that is because as they're essentially melting their fat and burning their fat, the toxins get released into their bloodstream and they start to feel worse before they feel better. And they're like, what the heck? I'm like losing weight. Why do I feel like crap? Your toxins are melting. 
Um, so yeah, cellulite, a big part of it comes from excess estrogen. And so to be honest, the one thing, cause I had cellulite too. I mean, I went through a really crazy hormone health journey where at the worst of it, I gained like 10 or 12 pounds in a matter of like one or two months. And it was so insane to me. I didn't understand what was happening. I was so insecure. I had cellulite on my stomach. Like my stomach looked like for lack of a better word, I thought it looked like cottage cheese. I was so embarrassed about it because I wasn't, like I said, it was 10 pounds. It wasn't anything crazy, but I had this cellulite that I had never had before. And so usually it's due to a buildup of excess estrogen and a few things you can do. One, like I was, the, one, the thing that helped me the most was coffee enemas. You want to support your liver the best that you can. If coffee enemas like isn't, you're not at that level yet. I get it. I get it. It sounds really intense. It's really not that crazy. It sounds way more intimidating than it is. I can do an episode on that too. Maybe I'll do that when I talk about my parasite cleanse. But if you're not ready for that next level coffee enemas, you can drink liver supporting herbs. Um, One of my friends, Lindsay on Instagram, she has a tea brand. It's called Drink Simbi. S-Y-M-B-I. The Instagram handle is at DrinkSimbi. And she has a liver support tea that's amazing. Um, I drink it. I try to drink it daily. Sometimes I forget to batch. Like I usually make a big pitcher and keep it in my fridge. Organic Olivia has something called liver juice with some liver supporting herbs. It's a tincture that you can take. So those are both really great ways to support your liver because that's the organ that helps, you know, process and get these toxins out of your body. And if your liver is congested, it's it's like, dude, we can't do anything. It can't do anything. It can't process your toxins. And I know I've talked about this before, but this is the big misconception that your metabolism changes when you're 30. It's complete BS. It's a complete myth. Your metabolism, and this triggers a lot of people because they want to blame aging. It's It's not aging. It's you. I love you. I mean that with love. Because how empowering is it to know that you're in control of your metabolism and it doesn't actually change after 30. But your metabolism actually stays the same or should stay the same from age 20 to age 60. Wild, right? Wild. Um, But that's the truth. And what really happens around 30 is that it's just a lifetime of like toxic burden building up. If you think about like your toxin bucket, just as your life goes on, we're not taught how to detox. We're not taught that we should sweat daily and go to the bathroom daily. In fact, like I've had friends, not friends, it's Daniel's, I love her, Daniel's sister. I don't want to call her out on this, but she told me that her doctor told her that it's normal to only poop once every three days. That's insane to me that a doctor, someone who spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a degree with only five hours of training on nutrition is going to then tell someone that pooping every three days is normal. And here's, here's my question to you or to anyone whose doctor tells them something is normal. My only question to you is, does it feel normal to you? If the answer is no, I don't feel okay. This doesn't feel right in my body. Fire your doctor and find a new one. Your doctor works for you. They work for you, not the other way around. They don't tell you what to do. You ask them for support and they give you guidance in a way that actually supports you and your healing, not being a lifetime patient of theirs. 
And so I just really encourage any woman, like your doctor is not the boss of you and they don't get to bully you. They don't get to persuade you into staying on birth control. It is just it. Oh, I'm going to get feisty again because this has happened to my sister, to women I know and love. I get messages on Instagram saying when they tried to get off birth control, their doctor bullied them or rolled their eyes or said, good luck. You're going to get pregnant. See you soon. And it's insane to me because like birth control is so harmful to women's health, not only physically, but emotionally when it comes to fertility, which is also very closely linked to your mental health. It's just, it's so, so crazy to me. Like I said, highly recommend the documentary, The Business of Birth Control. It's so, so enlightening and there's so much information in that. But yeah, that was just, I'll get off my soapbox now, but just know that you're in control. Your doctor works for you. You are in control of your own health and you get to decide and make the decisions. Okay, I'm going to say one more thing about this. And I mean this, like I said, with all the love in my heart because I love you, but I get messages when I post matcha or collagen or random things of women asking me if it's pregnancy safe. And I know I know they mean well, right? And it just makes me, at first I I get kind of annoyed and it's only because I've gotten them so many times. Like I've gotten questions like I'll post like cinnamon and women are like, is that pregnancy safe? And it just demonstrates how much of our power, our intuition and our innate wisdom in like the feminine body as women, we have outsourced to doctors. How much of our intuition and just innate knowledge about the way that our bodies work, have we outsourced to doctors to where we are asking if simple things are pregnancy safe. I like, like I said, I had my friend Abby on the podcast. I'll, the sound wasn't great, which is why I haven't uploaded the episode, but maybe I'm just going to upload it. She talked about like going rogue during her pregnancy. She fired, she went to like one Western medicine doctor and never went back to her. Um, and she ate raw fish during her pregnancy. Her husband is a chef, he's Peruvian. He made her ceviche and that's common for women to eat in Peru when they're pregnant. So it's just these guidelines that what the FDA do we really trust the FDA? I mean, if you're here listening to my podcast, I hope you know we don't really trust the government to give us correct and accurate information about our health. Like, if you think about it, and this is the same way I get kind of sketched out. I used to get sketched out by my dentist, and now like I'm looking into a holistic dentist and biological dentist and all of that. But I'm like, if they make money off of us getting cavities then why would we use the stuff they're recommending? Not to mention the fluoride, all of that. I'm not, I'm not going to go into all of that. But like I said, it just makes me so sad and it really just reignites my passion and the fire I have for what I do because I want women to take their freaking power back. Take, we are so, y'all, we are super human. We 3D, we can 3D print humans inside of us. Like that's insane. That truly is insane. And the fact that we are letting some old overweight man in a white lab coat tell us what we can and can't do. No, not anymore. Not anymore. You you guys, I've literally only had three sips at this wine. So I don't know where any of this is coming from. 
But I hope y'all are enjoying it and that you're along for the ride of this very chaotic, messy episode. But hey, at least the sound quality is awesome, right? Okay, I'm going to wrap it up there. I know we covered so many topics. I don't even know what the like show notes are going to say for this episode because it's basically just been 43 minutes of me rambling about random things. But thank you so much for listening. And I love you so much. Please rate and review this podcast. Unless you didn't like this episode, then don't. I'm just kidding. I appreciate any and all feedback about any episodes. And please DM me if you have podcast episode requests. I'm always kind of in my DMs lurking around looking for good new topics. It's, I feel like there's so many things I could talk about that then I get stumped. I'm like, well, what's the next best topic I could cover? And then I get analysis paralysis and I sit here like I did today and I tried to record the same episode five different times. Anyways, I love you all so much. Thank you for listening, for making it this far. Uh, and I'll see you in the next episode. Mwah.